It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So after two consecutive months of increases, existing home sales, we're not talking about prices, we're talking about sales, yep. declined in the month of December. By the way, they weren't the only thing that declined in the <laughs> no, month of that's December. Right. <laughs> From what I understand, the stock market also declined. Maybe they were related. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, according to Lawrence Yun, he's the uh, National Association Realtor Chief Economist. He said it was due to the higher interest rates. Oh. So if you think about mm. it, prior to December, the interest rates were higher. Yeah. That's so by true. the time you close on the property, which is, you know, anywhere from 45 to 60 days later, your sales, your closed transactions are going to be less. Right. So that's, I think that was the, really the driving force behind seeing that. Yeah, because there's this delay effect. Now, interest rates have come down somewhat. That's correct. So maybe based on this theory. October, November, or September to October, they were higher, I guess. Higher, and and now it probably would create more sales. Right. And and going forward, we should see those numbers up higher again because the interest rates have come down. So we were talking about sales, but the median existing home price for all housing types in December was 253600 up about 3% for the year. Yep. And actually, December's price increase marks the 82nd straight month year-over-year increase. All right. For real so, yay. estate. Yay. That's good. Now, interestingly enough, we're still talking about increases, mm-hmm. but the rate of increases yeah. is declining. So that's something- it's retracting. Yeah. So- Not falling. Right. So a slower growth in the rate of increase, which is a signal of resistance to the growth path, right? Right. Higher prices. Right. So it doesn't say to what degree it's going to continue to slow and will it go to negative, but it is worthy to note that it is slowing. Correct. Okay. Correct. Makes kind of sense. All right. Well, according to Freddie Mac, the average 30-year conventional fixed rate mortgage decreased to 4.64% in December from 4.87% in November. So that's about a quarter of a point. Right. And that makes a big difference for a lot of people. It does. You just a quarter of a point amount. You know, we, we, we had studied that, I don't know, it was like $1,000 yeah. and it changed the trajectory of whether a person can buy a house or not. Yeah. We also had percentages that said at four and a half, X number of people could afford a home. At four and three quarters, it knocked out a whole bunch of yeah, people. Yeah, a crazy number, like, a mil- I don't know, a million? Yeah, yeah. Big number. So those numbers do matter because people are very focused in on what their monthly payment is and can they afford it. That's right. And, they're pu- and so many of the buyers today, Steve, I see, are maxing their loan-to-value ratios. So they mm-hmm. are, you know, if the, if the bank will lend them 38% of their gross monthly income, they're pushing it or whatever, yeah. the, whatever that top number is. Yeah. A lot of them are really pushing it all the way to the, gotcha. to the highest level. Right. All right. Well, an FAU study, Florida Atlantic University, which is in our neighborhood here, created a study that said that the market is overheated, but buyer demand is still high. And the point I think they're making, one point anyway, is that we're not really in anywhere near bubble conditions. But demand has seemed to have peaked. That's right. It, it definitely has peaked. I mean, all the signs are there. We're seeing the inventory levels rising. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the demand is there. There's no question about right, demand. Right, but it's supply demand. If there's more supply, then if it gets the prices start over, to soften a little bit, soften, and yeah. the, and that's what we're seeing. Right. Now, the professor who led this study 
has an index. Right. And he's really just trying to figure out where we are in the, in Big the spectrum, you know? Right, right. So during the summer of 2006, his index had a score near one, which is the highest possible score, uh, meaning obviously more like bubble-like conditions. Today, the score stands at 0.039. That's not 0.39. That's 0.039. That's so right. It's, it's very, very low. low. So we are, okay, so we're, everybody knows that. Right. Real estate's not in a bubble. Far from it. Right. No but, bubble. Um, no bubble here. Okay. All right. Also, a new trend is this idea that investors, those who are backing these companies that are builders and right. so on, are starting to create build-to-rent strategies. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this build entire community is a single family home rental. So 150 to 250 homes in a small area. So these communities would share amenities on site with management, which would be like similar to an apartment so complex. So instead of, so people who want a home. Right. And instead of. Instead of uh, being an apartment building, it's a small little neighborhood. And instead of going out and building a home, which has its own financial challenges and aspects to it, you've got a builder going, we're going to build a home, but we're not building it to sell. We're building it to rent. Right. And then- it's not a bad idea. No, it's not. And then eventually when the, he feels the market is ripe, he's going to turn around and, I'm guessing, sell them. You think so? Well, we've seen it well, done- what if I'm living condo there as a conversions. renter? <laughs> well, as, as, as the um, rentals expire, I mean, we've seen apartment complexes go that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that was at the top of the cycle, though. Remember right. that? Remember when condo rentals- they decided to turn everything into condos. That's that right. That was the absolute top of the cycle Yep. way back when. 2005, 2006. <laughs> Those poor oh, what people. a year. <laughs> was that the year Decade. to remember or the year to forget? <laughs> I think forget. <laughs> so, Terry, I have a question. I want to change the subject here because I saw this in the material you sent me. I thought it was really interesting. Here's a question. This is from your uh, real estate survival guide. Condo question. Can a neighbor nix my flooring plans? Aha. Uh-huh. Not necessarily the neighbor, but the association can. So it really depends on what's written in your documents. So if someone lives above me and mm-hmm. they have carpet and I don't hear their footsteps. Pitter, patter, pitter, patter. Yeah, the high heels or whatever. Click, click, click. <laughs> and they decide, hey, I want laminate floors or I want some wooden floor. That person's got to have. Association Association is going to say, yeah. Right. So typically, if they require carpet, they're probably going to require it to be replaced with carpet, but you really have to read to see what it says. Some documents, there is no alternative, Mm -hmm. but generally you might find that they've adopted new rules where you're allowed a standard sound absorbent underlayment flooring. So really check with the association. Check with the association. My guest is always, who always checks with her association, that didn't make any sense, (laughs) is Terry's story. Terry's a 30-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida, and can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.